Medication or meditation? Have you done your meds today? Welcome to the Paradise Paradox. I am Aaron Battle, and in today's podcast broadcast, we're still talking about Australia life, Australian television. I can't seem to get this out of me. Oh, that all the episode's a few weeks old. But uh, we have a quick talk about how there's ramping up for a, an apparent war. We don't dwell on it, just a little bit. Um, and then we move quickly into the second half where we decide that sleeping in is the key to evolving into the next generation X-Men, um, which is crucial, apparently. So if you can afford to sleep in, um, do it. Sleep in and see what superpowers you start developing. Um, I also have a rant about homeschooling um, and how that's beneficial for your kids. And Kurt opens up his notebook when we go back in time. We dive into some of the the deep lessons of the tripper life. Um, So before we jump into the show, have you upvoted or re-steamed lately? If so, great. If not, get over and check out... Steamit.com, Steam with a double E. Uh, we're posting all the stories from the episodes at the Paradise Paradox. You can also check out what Kurt and I have been uploading. Kurt's at Chert Zoo, and you can catch me at Battle AZ. So check out the show notes, go to the website for the spelling. That's www.theparadiseparadox.com. Uh, Cheers to everyone that's been donating. That's lovely. If you can't bring yourself to give away donations for free, for value, that you enjoy listening to us, then at the website, you can also buy T-shirts. We've got a couple cool designs with a few more to come. They're coming. We've got some designs up. You can probably see them on the screen now as they're scrolling past. Uh, I want disclosure and real money. They're the shirts of 2016. Don't miss out. So, um, let me check my notes. I think that was all I needed to cover. T-shirts, website, steam it. Perfect. Okay, let's get on with the show. Let's talk a little bit about energy. The start is, well, let's talk about electricity because uh, as you mentioned in, in the previous episode, there was a problem in, in South Australia with the electricity. Across the whole state, shit went down for a week. Uh, I did see a headline that said, one single house in South Australia had power during that time and the house had uh, solar panels and a, a Tesla Powerball. <laughs> yeah, I so thought, maybe I thought that was be, cool. Yeah, maybe there'll be a lot of Australians investing in power walls from now on. Well, it definitely sparked my attention. And I said, uh, hey, Dad, you thought sparked about... Sparked my attention. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Zing! Uh, okay, uh, that, that was yeah. unintentional. Um, sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. Go uh, on, go on. I don't think they're that expensive. Well, I think about what... Uh, I mean, I'm just having a guess here but from um short documentaries about three thousand dollars for a power wall plus whatever it costs to install it plus whatever it costs for solar panels so Mm. 
Um, okay, that's pretty getting up there. But, you know, maybe even say around 15 to 20K, I mean, that would be ballpark figure for a pretty sweet off-the-grid power system. Yeah. Well, last time I, I looked into it, I remember it was around nine or ten Australian, uh, nine or ten thousand Australian dollars. Um, so wow. it's you know getting in an affordable range for a lot of people. We take out a personal loan that might pay for itself, um, or a secured loan. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, so then you were saying something about um, well, what happened the other night. In New South Wales. Okay, well, the what happened with South Australia was was extreme. Okay, and every politician that's come on to say that he's like, because uh, I mean, comments about the the Australian grid and first world and everything is top notch. Uh, having an outage of power might be, you know, something like an hour or two between two a.m. and and three four a.m. with upgrades. Mm. You don't expect for the grid to go out anytime, really. I mean, you think if something happens, just flick the switch and we'll start channeling from somewhere else. But uh, South Australia is extreme. I think some places could possibly still be out of power, and that could, I don't know, up, upwards of a, towards a week without power. But so all of Australia is kind of on edge because nobody wants to experience that and no one's prepared for it. And then just the last couple of nights, um, we, I mean, just. Watching television, movies, um, I'm talking maybe 8 to be between 8 and 10 o'clock at night. There's rolling bands on the bottom of the television, uh, like a little news um, ad that would say... Um, a little te- telly ticker. Yeah, well, would, yeah, like a, <laughs> like the planes that fly through the sky with the big banner behind. Kind of like that, but no plane. <laughs> it's on the bottom of your television. Just like, uh, don't don't mind me. I'm just going to implant an idea here in your mind while you're tuned yep. out and tuned into this movie. Uh, yep. You know, just uh, just in case, be prepared if you can, um, but no need to be alarmed. Uh, possible power outages, power roll. Um, what do they call it? Black um, blackout, rolling blackouts. I, I don't know. I remember that. I don't know. I'm talking backwards. Roll, rolling blackouts. Um- what does that mean? Does it mean like what it comes back on and then then there's another blackout to follow it, like a double feature? <laughs> well, yeah, it's like here's the preview off, uh, and then and then uh, you know I'll be back. I, I mean, I'm assuming that's just because there's probably not enough power on the the grid to power everybody. If that was, I mean, if that was to happen, um, I mean, we there's no power loss here, so there's nothing to be concerned about, but it's then like... It would, in that case, it would be more likely to get a brownout than a blackout. Yeah, well, I mean, even... Well, a brownout, you don't really lose power. It's just, you know, the you know the fridge might kick in off or... The, the, the lights dim or whatever. Yeah. But, um, and, and the, I mean, when I mentioned to you, your comment was, you know, well, that's not a big deal. But I guess, what else is any mass media going to say you know, in a case of it may or may not happen, it's it's not like, you know, you could be out of power. Like if it came up and said you could be out of power for a week, then people would get up off the couch. So it's like, yeah, roll in blackout. Don't worry about it. Sorry, but you might miss the end of your movie. Don't worry about <laughs> it. It's cool. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, well, this makes me wonder too because uh, and maybe this is, this is not causally related at all but 
maybe it's some kind of synchronicity because you asked me how I've been and I said, yeah. oh, I've been pre- feeling pretty lazy, like low, low energy, low and lazy lately. And you said you've been feeling the same thing. And in fact, in your whole family, right? Well, I, well, I think my family's pretty lazy in general. <laughs> no, okay. I, I, I mean, I mean that in, um, I mean, I, I was joking, but I actually, I, I've been feeling pretty lazy too. And, and it's just, I mean, um, it's not easy to get out of bed in the morning. I don't think for anybody, nobody likes that. So, I mean, you know, and I'm not going to go too generic, but it's just like, you know, I need to take a midday nap for half an hour or I, or I was like, you know what? I need to relax for a bit, and I, I might, um, I might go and sit in the hammock out the back for a little bit, and then half an hour just, just like click, it's gone. Uh, I lost half an hour, but I feel good, so you know, keep going with my day. I just, I mean, I, I don't know what that is, but it's like you know, in, in my crazy world of you know absurd rationale, I thought, you know, considering that that uh, Joanna's pregnant. Maybe that energy is kind of absorbing something from me, like metaphysical. We're both creating this new being. There's something being drawn from me. Um, yeah. So I just assumed it was something well, like you're, that. You're feeling uh, her kind of, yeah, her, her sickness or whatever in sympathy, that kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Well, you know, she, she's gone through a very heavy, uh, a very heavy stage of of morning sickness. So to all mm. to all pregnant women that that have morning sickness. No man is ever going to understand what the hell that is unless it's actually their wife or their kid laying in bed for a month, gets up for maybe half an hour, walk around the house and is like, nah, I'm tired again, I'm done. And then goes to, you know what I mean? Like, Joanna's out. It's like, she she, she always looks at me like she could be hospitalized. And I, I was like, you know, when you're not going to the hospital, you know, so cut it out. What's, what's wrong with you? Come on. That's she, Joanna being a drama queen. It's it's heavy. <laughs> so I just assumed, okay, well, if she's having, oh, if she's having me, lazy look time. Look to me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know Joanna. All right. <laughs> yeah, it hasn't it hasn't been easy. So you know, making kids is hard work. So I just assume <laughs> I just assume that's why I was I've been tired because it's kind of like you know we're 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 connected, you know, in the metaphysical alternate planes so it's drawing energy out of me but you said you're tired as well well um yeah yeah family wise i mean everyone's fine they're probably just um i mean my my bro works two jobs he's working too much you know everyone's just just busy so i guess it's normal to be tired but when you said you're tired as well then i started thinking well i'm not surprised because i feel like there's something bigger happening here yeah, well, I've been sleeping like I don't know nine hours a day or something, and just uh, <laughs> I wake up in the morning. The good I'm life. Like, hmm. Still tired. I think I'll just. I won't just. You know. Normally, uh, if that happens, I might uh, put, set an alarm for t- for twenty minutes or so and, and have have a nap and then get up. But no, I've been like, fuck the alarm. <laughs> and you know why not? Because this is this is my life. Um, <laughs> I, I, I totally I it, get that. It's like, you know, who, who am I to deny myself what I want? <laughs> yeah, it's probably I, I don't know. For the short term, I think I think it's kind of healthy to listen to my body. Um, but Very if good. if if 
in the long term it persists, I'll probably have to figure out a way to 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 you know bring myself back up to uh to a higher level. But even now, like I feel I feel kind of uh not exactly weak, but I feel like this laziness in in my body. And it's not like I've been working out or something. I mean, not not you know just some squats in the morning, but I feel like my my body's like a, like a rag doll, like yeah. And yeah. I have no idea why. Um, it might actually it might be because I've been eating a lot of meat lately. You've been you've been back on the meat. Yeah, yeah, more than usual. Like you know, it's crazy. Twice a day. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um. I mean, uh, I mean, through anyone following the podcast would know that you know we kind of go on and off meat, try different experiments, cut back. You know, we're, we're conscious of our intake as well as the yeah. way it affects our body. But I would have to say that I've I've been eating more meat as well, and that's only because mm. I'm back in Australia now, and you know, meeting up with friends is like you go out, and you know, I don't want to be the annoying one. You know, I, I don't feel strongly enough to say, okay, I don't want to go to a normal restaurant. We need to find you know, a vegan or a vegetarian place. So it's like just yeah. going, going with the flow. And then you look at the menu and you're like, ah, oh, you know, I could, I could order the only thing here that's vegetarian and that's like 20 bucks for a salad. Or I could pay roughly the same amount and get like something that seems more value. <laughs> yeah. Not, not being an asshole here, but 20, you know. $20 for a salad? Where are you yeah. going out? Oh my, in Newcastle, man, you want, a, you want a salad. It's like, you know, you're looking at entry level, 16 to 18 bucks, depending on whether you get the the, the croutons. I don't know. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, that's, a, that's weird too, because I remember like last time, I think it was the last time I was in Maitland. Um, and, you know, this is a town of like, what is it, like 100,000 people? And I went to went to a, a yeah, bistro. Man. It's not a, it's not even a restaurant. It's a fucking bistro, and they're charging like twenty dollars for a steak or something. And I was like, "What the hell?" Like, even in Melbourne, I can get a like if I go to a restaurant, I, I get a main for like fifteen dollars, not twenty, twenty five, even thirty dollars. Um, yeah, it's kind of weird. It's like some kind of bubble, or like there's not a lot of competition in restaurants if you want to go out. I guess. Yeah, I you know what I haven't been here long enough to to have really looked around to say I mean maybe there are better maybe there is better value but I think this happens pretty much everywhere there is like um, uh, an accepted price of mm. of what I'm willing to pay for things and it's not really I mean I, I'm I'm not sure if a new restaurant does like intensive market research or just goes and hangs out at two two restaurants around the corner and go well they're charging that I can pretty get away with this. And everyone just yeah. levels out at the same price. It's like, how, how scientific is that? And yeah, I think everything's overpriced. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess it's not like people are going to stop going to restaurants. So I guess they, I guess they have their work cut out for them. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, yeah. about, about uh, the meat, uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm thinking that the meat definitely, definitely slows you down because that's, that's what I've pretty much always experienced. But I think mm. what you're talking about, like just ragdoll, heavy body experience, and, and it's not even it's, as well as body, it's like even you know, a bit of a lethargic mind because in the morning when you have to get out of bed, it's so easy. Like it's easier than normal to decide, yeah, I'm going to give myself an extra half an hour or, mm. or whatever. Um, so I'm looking at the time calendar-wise and say what's actually happening right now. 
And there is a lot. There's a lot going on. Um, Energy-wise, I think I haven't been following astrology or, or the stars as in, is there something bigger happening here? It's definitely not coming yeah. through the media that I that I follow. But, um, I mean, with all the, the end of the, the, the Jubilee year and, the, you know, the big cycle of um, the, the Shemitah debt-wiping cycles, that mm. is, is, you know, it's not a coincidence that it's coming around the same time that we have this, um, as much as I'm in Australia or in Mexico and we probably don't care much, you know, the U.S. election is like just driving the whole world. Everyone's watching that as if, you know, this is like president of the world. Um, that would be scary as hell. But essentially it is because, you know, you're thinking, you know, someone's going to either way, it's going to upset the world big. Hmm. And then uh, and then you've got all the other bits and pieces that are, that are coming out with it. Like, you know, you know like, like the fact that all the, all the main presidents and prime ministers had to meet up in Israel last, this last weekend. A big, uh, a right. big party, and they're like, "What's, what's actually happening here?" Like they, like right now, there is something bigger, and, and even, even my dad would say things like, "Yeah, we're, we're pretty going to go to war." And I'm like, what makes you say that? He's like, "Yeah, because SBS and ABC are only pushing World War Two documentaries right now." Hmm, that's a, that's an interesting thought. Um, no, you know, that, that's dad's so, way of thinking. To- but yeah, plant, yeah, but planting the seeds. Yeah, yeah. Planting the seeds, predictive programming, or like fu- future echoes is the other way to look at it. Yeah, or get, yeah, or you know, trying to get people prepared for for some event. Um, maybe. <laughs> I mean, mm. if you if you control the media and that's something um, that um, you want to put into people's minds, yeah, you probably would do that. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too worried about war personally. I mean, I can. <laughs> I feel like I'm, I'm in a reasonable place to evade any um, draft or anything. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, you're, you're right. I mean, neither of us are in the Middle East or in the US. So, um, I mean, Europe yeah. doesn't and seem we're, that we're comfortable. We're over drafting age anyway, right? I mean. Past conscription age, I think. Um, well, they can always change the rules. But what, <laughs> what are the rules? Like, where, where are we at now? <laughs> well, in Australia, there's. I, I don't think there's any legal. Um, uh, I, I think the draft has been eliminated. But you know, I've never, I've never checked that. I always kind of just assumed. Yeah. So maybe there isn't. You know, and they, they, of course, like you said, they can change the rules whenever they want. It's well, just what? a question of really who who they want as. As uh, as soldiers, and maybe they don't want to. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my my knowledge yeah. of the the whole drafting experience um, is just stories from dad and, and uncles. Um, yeah, out of uh, my dad's older brother, um, they would they would watch the news, and it was like a segment of like imagine the lottery, and and it's like hey, we drew out anyone born this year. Drum roll! Anyone born this month? But and then I don't know. I don't know if it was like actual day or you know anyone born this year, this month. Knock, knock, knock. Put on the jacket. You know, stuff that fucking horrifying. stuff that yeah, uh, gunpowder down the the musket as you go on a war. Um, 
that that's the way it went down and my uncle was drawn out like the week before the war was over because they they were obviously young to go straight away and uh and it was like who it seemed like um you know my my grandparents are pretty switched on because most of my uncles were like who the hell is going to go to war like that's that's craziness and and then when you when you look at the documentaries and how they did it it's like you know that's that just wasn't right for anybody. I mean, they're, they're helicoptering, dropping horses in. I mean, this is only, you know, within our within our hundred years. It's like it's just complete caveman style wars. Not to say that anything now is like modern and nice. I mean, you know, you probably don't watch the news. I overhear a little bit, but it's insane what's happening. Um, I mean, the little bit that's coming through now, it's like it just seems like there's an accident every week. And the thing is, they, they they never they never show you know Rambo, or or Arnie you know looking for Predator. It's always mm. mothers with kids, and uh, and some guy that got his legs blown off, and he was the guy that drives the ambulance, and the ambulance is over there on the side. It's like what I don't even know where you are or who you are, but you know that's not that's not cool in any way. Like, they what, show that on the news here. Yeah, it's it's really stepped up. Really, wow, that's it's, it's, that's really weird. I mean, it was never like that. I mean, Australia was always the news is always very, you know, it, it would show, um, it would show like a car burned on the side of the road, or maybe, um, you know, like maybe some soldiers like trekking down the street with their with their arms, but it never showed uh, like real graphic stuff. Like I'm talking like pieces of bodies now is like you know passing the bar. Um, you know, it shows like almost like you know live. I mean, not live, but you know, straight footage of them. I'm pulling through rubble and dragging kids out from underneath, you know, bricks and, and dust and dirt, you know, after a, after a house has been bombed or the hospital, actually. Um, mm. And then uh, and then there has been some more, um, you know, alternative media making it into into media, if that is if that if that is what it is. But it's just like it just looks like people that are that are working you know, working as like, you know, when people go overseas and they help out different communities. Um, mm. It's like, if there was somebody there that's reporting, they would, they're starting to bring these people in. And I, I don't know whether that's, you know, the whole safari game where they, where they dress down to look like they're out in the field or whether that's, that's a mm. legit thing. But yeah. And then they, they give me some pretty, pretty deep, like graphic details on the type of bomb, what it's designed for, what it did in this case. And, and the outcome of what's going on and what kind of help they need. So I really don't know what the aim is exactly because on one hand, you think, well, the news is doing its job by by telling the stories, but you always know where there is stakeholders with invested interests, there is always something else happening. So who knows? But- so wait, are we talking about commercial, commercial news networks or, or state controlled or state state uh, funded rather um or ev- uh, anything or you don't well I, i'm, I'm getting mixed up but i'll probably say state funded because they always seem more interesting yeah. like i'm talking like uh, the, yeah. yeah yeah the the australian board broadcasting and uh and sbs which is like yeah state funded mm. australian television mm. yeah okay fair enough so yeah if it uh, I mean, a lot of people in our audience probably aren't from Australia, but the the, the ABC and the and SBS do have a fair amount of 
independence, even though they are funded by the state. So they, I mean, they are free to be critical of like the government that's in power and that sort of thing. Um, so I mean, they do. I guess you could say they do. <laughs> they do serious journalism at least some of the time. Um, so yeah, okay. So that's well, a, that's very yeah. interesting. <laughs> so so coming back to the the energy. I yeah. I do think that there is um I mean it's it's not hard to find this stuff if you if you're really interested and I'm just going to brief over it really quickly but I I mm. do I'm, I am leading towards the fact that there there is some kind of spiritual DNA uh evolution happening where where people I mean this this whole uh waking up process because you it's hard to imagine that um that as an individual and and Kurt um, feel free to jump in if you, if you have comments. It's hard to imagine that that right now with the level of awareness that you have with yourself internally, your environment and the world, you can say you know what I am, um, I am more alert and aware than what I was five years ago, and it's easy to say you know it's just an age thing, but I feel like there's more to it. Because I, I look at kids and like, you know, you guys are very switched on and I definitely wasn't at that age. Or are you just playing a game with me? Do you, do you seem like you know what's going on and you're just playing here? Um, I think it's like a, a natural um, stepping up of, of the expression of, of life on this, on the planet. Hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, well, that's, that's a fun idea. Well, uh, I like, you know, people talk about these uh, indigo children or, or star children, um, and they say, you know, these these children have these special abilities and, like, these kids who are public speakers, motivational speakers at the age of 10 or that kind of thing. And, and then on the other side, people say, well, actually, all children are like that. It's just certain, certain children, um, it... it uh, it's it's allowed to be expressed, or you know they're nurtured in the right way. They're not be, beaten down or slapped down, and and they they come out like that. Like I mean, the, I remember there's this um, this famous example about um, like from 500 years ago. There, there was a, an astronomer in a king's court who was about 13 years old. And I mean, if you think about it, there's nothing unusual about that because if the kid is fascinated with astronomy at four years old. By 13, yeah, he's going to be an expert. There's he's nothing weird about that at all. Yeah, yeah pr- pretty pretty much, yeah. So, <laughs> um, but as, as long as he has the, the proper environment to develop like that. And it wasn't that long ago that lifespans might have been, if you're 50 years old, you're an old person. You're an old, mm. wise, experienced, and, you know, a, a skillful person in whatever you dedicated your life to. Hmm. Um. Yeah. Okay. So I mean that that's one way of of looking at how we're how we're wasting a lot of time, you know, going through loops and wheels that we that we don't need to. But um, but in regard to this like this this evolution of of uh, genetic expression, I I mean I like to play with the idea that you know the fact that that we are who we are, um, as in you know I'm I'm me, you're you, but we're like in this. In this body, we're not the bodies. We are, you know, our own cosmic beings or something. The the essence of who we are, and we're just trapped inside this uh, this human machine 
for a short period of time. And then whatever happens after that, we move on to the next thing. But I think if there was, we're only in this, this body because this body's able to house the consciousness that, that we have. So if we're moving into, if we're moving through the real estate of the universe on this, this earth ship and we, we're moving into an area that's got more energy, what would happen? And I mean, I'm not the only one that thinks this, so it's not exactly crazy. And, um, you know, I've, I've read a little bit about it, honestly, not enough to explain it very well, but, um, but the idea is that as we move into a higher energy vibration of the universe, everything on the planet just steps up and this kind of moves from, um, the growing earth theory to, to what is consciousness to what is you know, the human being in its maximum capacity capabilities, uh, so, you know, so there's quite a bit in this. And I think there's something happening right now that could tie into pretty much everything. You know, the human uh, the human world experience breaking out of, uh, of these government prehistoric control systems. Um, even, even chemtrails would have something to do with it. Like everything has something to do with what they're trying to stop from happening. And... That's why we're feeling tired because we're we're upgrading and we're going to take a little, you know, it's kind of like when your computer's reloading software, you can't have all the applications open. So just wind back, sleep in an extra hour and enjoy the upgrade. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it's a fun thought. I guess we'll find out within, I don't know, maybe within a week, maybe within... 10 years <laughs> well just when you feel like sleeping in and not just you I mean everybody if you mm. can afford to do it like I mean you're not going to get in trouble from your boss at work or you don't have to be anywhere uh, or you can make any, make you make up a good excuse and hit that hit that snooze for an extra hour it might mean the difference of becoming the X-Man you want to be or not <laughs> you know you don't want to disrupt the, the evolution yeah Go, go with the wave. Go with the flow. Come, come with us to the n- next reality. <laughs> Slip on over. See you in paradise. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. So, on a kind of related note, I don't know how to segue this exactly, but <laughs> I was, I was telling you the other day about. Um, about how I was sitting there in Tekiskeapan in, in Tekis and and uh, I woke up and I started scribbling some things in my notebook and I was remembering when we we're off in, in San Luis Potosi uh, and Marcela gave us that, that advice about taking peyote and she said um, if, if you feel good take more feel bad take more if you feel like you're going to throw up take more if you don't feel like it take more and if you get to a good place, take more. Because yeah. I was thinking at, at that in that moment in Tekis, I was thinking, um, you know, I feel like I've got to this good place with my thoughts. My thought, my thoughts are coming up with this smooth stuff and and interesting ideas, unexpected stuff from from what I could say is from my own mind. It's in some respect, um, and um, so I I wrote that down saying, well. Looks like I've reached a good place. Maybe I should take some more. <laughs> um, the the other thing, let's see, in my notes here, I've got here, 
The Little Astronaut. So The Little Astronaut was this little story that I wrote while I was sitting there at the breakfast table. And I think I might develop this in... uh, Well, I've already started developing this into a children's story. But the idea is um, there's there's this astronaut and uh, you see him fly up and you you see him take his rocket ship and, you know, he goes to the moon, he goes to the next planet, the next solar system, the next galaxy. Um, And you think, surely this little astronaut must be perfect. He must be some kind of saint. He must know, like, everything. Um, there must be nothing that's that's not inside his brain. Or at least, you know, he must know everything available to humanity um, to travel to other worlds. Um, but no, he's not. He's not perfect. Uh, he's not a saint. He's just good enough. He just knows enough. Uh, he's just perfect enough. So he just has the 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 right amount of knowledge to to get him to that other place and then from there you know maybe he gains a little more knowledge and and that, that sends him even further um but the 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 point of the the fable and the point the point of the the story that I'm writing is a lot a lot of people do as, assume well I mean it works on a few levels a lot of people when they see successful people they say you know, Bill Gates has got it all perfect. It's, it's all right for him, and everything goes great for him. Um, but no, Bill, you know, the guy the guy went through all kinds of struggles uh, to get where he is. Not everything was perfect for him. Um, he had to he had to overcome all kinds of challenges. Um, but the, the other thing is, uh, the other interpretation is, um, when when we have these psychedelic experiences um i could say in a sense we're visiting other worlds and you know in some cases i guess that's even more literal uh and um i guess that i might say maybe the question is like well why me i mean why is this happening to me but the the opportunity is is available to to more or less anyone it's not like I'm that special. It's not like I'm perfect. Um, <laughs> and I don't have to be perfect to take it to the next level, to to bring that knowledge fr- back from somewhere. I, I just have to be more or less in the, going in the right direction with more or less the, the, the right amount of knowledge. Uh, and I, I can take it to the next level. You feel me? Press like, share with your friends, comment your thoughts, and subscribe to the future episodes of The Paradise Paradox. Totally. Yeah. I, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean uh, there's a few, I'm trying to trying to remember the few different paths we can take here, because I'm like, well, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot. Okay, so I think maybe, um, you know, the idea that you only have exactly what you need, you know, you're just enough. Mm. Um, I, I think that's, that's what it appears like, but I'm sure mm. you have a lot more. Like, you know, I, I can't remember every single thing that I experienced in my whole life, but I know that I experienced it. And I know that if I, if I spend a moment and someone says, Hey, remember that time when, you know, and then within a second, all of a sudden my brain just starts 
flashing up all these memories and experiences, even emotions. Um, and, then, and then even if I started to tell you one of these stories, as I'm telling you, it's just going to fill in as it, like the next brick just drops in as I'm telling you the story. It's like, I, we, we don't need to know everything or remember everything to begin a journey. And, mm. and I think that's the difference between some people that, that are successful and, and others that, that aren't. Like you mentioned Bill Gates. I mean, that's just one in, in a pool of, of many that started something without knowing exactly what they were doing. Um, yes. You mean, you, you're starting to build software or a computer or whatever have you in the 70s. You, know, you don't even know what a computer is. And you had no idea what it's going to do in 30 years' time. But you enjoyed it at the time. And that enjoyment was enough to say, yeah, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and keep hitting this with a hammer until something comes out of it. And <laughs> I think, I think that's, that's all you really need to know. I don't know if you can make that into, into another children's book. I mean, you know, I think it's important that we do get these ideas into the minds of kids. That, yeah, you know what, just because yeah. the wood seems scary... Um, doesn't mean that you can't take one step towards it. Yeah, yeah, and that's like the uh, the old saying: the the journey of a, a thousand miles begins with a single step. Or the the older version is actually a journey of a thousand miles begins where you're standing, which I like even better. That's that's um, cool. Yeah, <laughs> scrap the first one. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, then oh, this this is another interesting. Uh, idea um, slight tangent so I remember I was I was writing the these these series of articles about um, perhaps um, people use psychic abilities when they play poker and you know some people know about it and some people don't and so, sometimes it's more unconscious than other times um, uh, and you know I was trying to make this case but I remember <laughs> try, trying to trying to make the case i had to start before i even made the case i had to present the case that i could make the case uh because i know people w were gonna shut me down as soon as they had the opportunity they would sure. be like no, no they won't. that's bullshit <laughs> that never happened no such thing as psychic ability so so i i had to present this little argument to say hey well let's let's consider this you know and here are a couple of facts here are a couple of, of counter-arguments against the popular arguments. Um, and so I was writing this in, in my notebook about how it's so funny that just to make an argument, I have to make, a, I make, make an argument before I even make my argument, just, just, to, you know, just to get my foot in the door. Set the foundation. Um, yes, yes. <laughs> to build my little house of cards. <laughs> and... Uh, and I had this this uh, kind of response in my head, like, you know, we've been preparing you your entire life um, just to start talking to you. <laughs> so put it into perspective. <laughs> yeah, you dig? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I mean that that's actually a very that's... powerful mindset to have. It, it kind of gives you the the authority to really start to think. Hmm. Yeah. So uh -huh. that's like this. That's like. Um, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a throwback to um, our peyote trip, where where I had that experience talk talking to aliens. It was basically like it was like this 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 voice coming back again to say, 
you know, we had to arrange your entire life just to get you out into the desert that time, just to begin a conversation. That's <laughs> and, and I mean, from my point of view, it was just a phone call. <laughs> like you know, we 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 live out our day, and unfortunately, most of us are on are on this repetitive cycle, and yeah. and that is the that is the brick wall, you know, to the future. Mm. If you are spending time repeating the same activities, then there, there's absolutely, I mean, sure, you might, you might get better. You might even master what you're working on. But if there's no, like, higher order excitement about that, or if there's, uh, there's no desire to do what you're doing, then you may never know who you are supposed to be. And uh, mm. I think that that's something that that that's probably the main reason why I'm kind of against school. Like I'm, I'm sure school, you know, we, we could argue all day, and a lot of people love school. Um, a lot of people love school, especially school teachers and school staff. They love the school, but they don't they don't know what it's doing. You know, when you say, "Oh, look at he's one student out of a class of out of a year of you know a hundred or two hundred students." And they're the smartest. Like every other student sitting in that in that hall, like what you're doing to them is uh, is so detrimental. It's like to, to put something that could be infinite expression in order is just you know it's it should be a crime against God, really. <laughs> I mean, you know, if you that way, you know, if you if you believe that. Otherwise, you know, just lock them up. That's all good. <laughs> Throw away the key. <laughs> is that is that how you're going to treat your uh, treat your child? Well, okay. Um, well, it hasn't really been officially announced on the on the podcast, but you know, I'm I'm thinking it about. Well, you probably just, about, you, you brought it up 20 minutes ago, man. Yeah, no, but like kind, of, yeah, it, it did come up. But I mean, you know, I, I guess you know anyone that, that's following needs to they need to think so they they can work it out. But so I, I'll just I'll spill it. Yeah, so I'm going to be a dad in about six months' time. It's a big deal. Great. I mean, I'm pumped, <laughs> but like my my perspective changes, and it hasn't really changed that much just yet. But mm. it's it's weird how. You know the the external starts to change. I went to um, mm. I went to my cousin's birthday a, a few weeks ago, and it just happens to be the only person at the party that wasn't family was the the next door neighbor, and the next door neighbor, she's homeschooling her son, about ten year about ten years old. Um, she said it was just it just came about. You know what I mean? She she actually went to uh, Raymond Terrace High School, so. She went to my same school. It's kind of weird. I mean, we weren't we weren't local, anyway. And I'm like, okay, so that's cool. And it was actually my dad that was talking to her and asking her all these questions about. And, and dad was kind of like, he's kind of in the middle because he him working at a at a high school. Um, he he does believe that it's very good because he sees the benefit to a lot of kids. But then you need to remember, or you need to know that, that my dad's a teacher's aide, so he's working with one or two students helping, you know, troubled students that have individual conditions and he's working one-on-one with them essentially. So he yep. sees great benefit to what he's doing. But yep. I mean, he doesn't yep. see the other classes with, you know, 20, 30 kids that are, you know, hanging off the, the fans and making teachers cry. 
Um, mm. yeah, see, he doesn't really, I mean, he, he probably sees it a little bit, but he doesn't really experience that day to day. The thing is, uh, anyone that's into homeschooling will love this because there's one thing that I learned that night that I had no idea about, about homeschooling or the effect on a kid. I mean, I guess it's something you have to do and be the, the parent teacher um, to really see it. But as soon as she said it, it was one of those things that it was like, oh, no way am I sending my kids to school. And I mean, if you have kids at school, that that's good. But I mean, just, you just I mean, there's other options now. I mean, I mean my my sister, she's going to send her one of her sons to uh, a special school. Um, not not that it's like I don't I don't imagine it's too different. Just that the classes are of you know five to seven, maybe eight students, not oh, huge great. classes. So, and I mean, both both parents are working, so homeschool. Lovely option, just not a luxury that they have. I mean, I get it. We all have different lifestyles. But jumping back to homeschool, the thing that really blew my mind, and I'm already kind of on this track, so I'm designing my life from now um, towards, you know, either myself or Joanna being at home and teaching our children or working out something similar, is that when kids don't go to school, they don't have this mentality of, I go to school to learn. I come home to relax. Hmm. I already did yeah, my learning. Point. I don't need to learn yeah. anymore. Kids that are learning at home, they don't turn off. They're like, <laughs> if I'm not learning something, if I'm not playing with something, then what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. And I thought, holy shit, all these kids that jump on the school bus at 3.30 and then run home and like, no way am I even touching a book. I don't even want to do my homework. I, I don't want yeah, to read. I don't want to. I don't want to study. I don't want to learn. I don't, I don't even want like daddy. Does that mean I'm going to be learning? Yep. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not helping you with that. You know what I mean? Like I don't want to learn. I did already. I already went to school. So why do I have to go to school again? I don't. I don't get it. Why we are training our kids to have learning time and not learning time? Because when you are activated in, I'm going to increase value within my life. I mean, as an adult, as a kid or whatever, if you're not producing something with your time, um, I mean, and I'm not to say that I don't like to relax and watch a movie occasionally or whatever, like, you know, we all need our downtime, but that comes after I'm already worn out from doing something valuable. Hmm. So there's kind of like that that balance. And if, uh, if you're training your kids to go on and off, then you're training them for a job, full stop. It's crazy. And I got yes. that from that from the party. I was like, I never, I never, what? Kids think yeah, like that? Yeah, that's great. Another, another puzzle piece. Click right in there. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> cool. Um, so, let's see. My next point is, this is what I wrote down. Either you're winding down or you're preparing for the next trip. So, this, <laughs> I don't know where, where these ideas come from, but this is like my own brain or my, you know, my own mind putting this ultimatum towards me. Listen, you're fucking going out to the desert, <laughs> whether you like it or not. But <laughs> we're not, not exactly that. But, uh, I mean, at, a, at, at another point in the, in the first, um, the first session writing stuff down, it was like, I said, well, if this is on, uh, you know, we're on this this infinite spectrum of knowledge, and you know, I can stay where I am, or I can move, um, I can move the next step, and I'll, there'll still be infinity in front of me. 
Um, so I can just stay here and it's like, yeah, sure. You know, you can. Um, but then the other, the other perspective is, you know, are we fucking doing this or what? <laughs> so what are you looking for? Ah, well, that was the other part of whatever. Um, cause it, cause it says, uh, I, I wrote something like, um, I have no idea what I'm looking for. Um, like to go out there and talk to Aztec kings, um, to to talk to Huiradica from thousands of years ago, shamans um, that are, that are lost down in the desert still, or <laughs> I, I don't know what, yeah, um, or talking to you know meme traders from from other universes. Um, uh, it's let's see, yeah, it says either you're winding down or you're preparing for the next one. So which is it? The desert is calling me. What do I expect to find when I get there? To talk to fallen kings, shamans, the spirits of Wiradika, people who have been there for thousands of years? I guess the point is, I don't know what I find. I don't know what I'm looking for either. Um, then I asked the question, what have I got out of it so far? And this is a very weird question because, I mean, from an everyday life point of view, from my normal, sane, rational um, like there is an objective reality point of view. Yeah. I say, well, basically, maybe maybe I've uh, got a couple of interesting ideas, um, maybe a, a couple of things which will help me write an, write an article or write a science fiction novel, and that's it. But from the other perspective, um, well, one of the other perspectives is, you know, there's as many as we want, but another perspective, basically, I owe my whole life to having these experiences if I... If I hadn't have been out there in the desert, if I had, if I hadn't have, you know, talked talked to whites in in San Luis Potosí and Tapalpa, whatever, my, I wouldn't have the life I would have now. Maybe I wouldn't even exist. I don't. I I have no idea because, um, according to you know some of the things I was I was told during these trips or some of the things that 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 were bubbling out of my mind. Um, it's, you know, it was it was saying that that um, my life is the way it is uh, for you know at least for the last fifteen years and even going back before that, these sequences of events happened because I was there, um, yeah. and there's a causal effect. So what do, what do I owe to these things? I mean, if if it's if there's a possibility that that's true, that objective reality is really secondary to these other experiences then maybe i have to take like this this bizarre pascal's wager and say well let's find out <laughs> okay yeah see this is a thing um i'm starting to think that these alternate realities aren't exactly mm. um how can i say this okay you mentioned that we have reality, and then we have like these alternate realities. It's well, I mean, what I was saying, I was talking about perspectives, but yeah, I guess that's another way to look at it. Yeah, sure. Because I mean, I, I don't like. I mean, definitely when you're having the psychedelic experience in any level, um, or, or even, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll bring it back to something really um, achievable, um, really obtainable. Um, you know, mm -hmm. even after drinking six beers 
on a mm-hmm. warm afternoon, you know, you've put yourself into an alternate state of mind, you know, where everything's so much, uh, I'm going to say nicer just in a, in a round way, because where, I mean, yep. you could be around a barbecue drinking beers and how many times are you going to sit with your mates and go, can you imagine like, and you, you automatically start talking ideas, business ideas or just life ideas. And, you know, what happens if, if this happened 10 years ago, like, you, you know, we're, we're automatically programmed to start thinking is linear time. And mm. when you put linear time on top of these experiences, you think, you know what? Yeah, we, we had, we went out in the desert and we tried peyote, you know, between, I don't, I don't know, in the last year. But what happens if I tried peyote five years ago? Where would I be now? knowing what I learned then. And the thing is, you can't think about life experiences like that. I mean, mm. you know, we, we, we do. We do because that's the way we're trained. But you, but you can't because once you, once you do something like that and it does change the way you think, then, then it's literally like you take the, uh, you know, it's like a left or right direction at a T intersection and you continue with no way of going back. So mm. if I was to take peyote five years ago and learn something completely profound then I've taken my, I've taken a turn and I've gone off in a different direction. And, mm. and it's like, would I be, the thing is we are already thinking, I love who I am now because once you start, once you get this level, you can't hate yourself. Otherwise, parody will bitch slap you. You love yourself. <laughs> you love who you are. You love what you love. You love everyone around you because they're part of you. They're part of your experience. And you think, oh, I wish I took peyote five years ago to be who I am now then. I'd be so much better. Yeah. But we had to go through all of those steps in between. Every, everything has its place. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. you need to find satisfaction in what, in what you know, what you don't know, what you want to experience, what you have and what you haven't right now. Mm. And then you're ready to go on the next mm. trip. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, that's, a, that's an interesting idea too. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> because I mean, it, I'll, it's, I'll put that. I'll slot that in my my uh, cartridge slot. Cool, because it, it's good. <laughs> I mean, it's it's as simple as it's good to be good, and from mm. a good place, you can do anything. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Coming from the right place, we used to call that. <laughs> yeah. Um. Cool. Yeah. So the so that's the whole weird thing because I I have I have no idea what I've learned so far if I've if or how this has affected my life so far I can only I can only guess and you know I I guess a lot of people if if they heard me saying that they well they would probably guess okay so it's probably the first option this objective reality option but having had those experiences um uh, well the the other idea is as if true. Um, so, so when you have a psychedelic experience, you don't want to necessarily say, ah, so now I understand the truth. Um, what you want to do is say, okay, well, let's, let's take that idea and let's, let's, you know, put it under the microscope, assuming it is true. Let's treat it as if true. Um, but from, from another, from the other perspective, I mean, we, from, uh, from one of these psychedelic perspectives, I have to do that with my everyday life as well. So, 
uh, I, you know, I get up, I get, I, I, I get to work, I prepare lessons, teach, uh, do writing, but I'm, I'm, I'm treating all this as if it's true. I don't know if it's true. I don't have any idea. I, I mean, I, I just have to take this kind of ed- educated guess and say, yeah, I guess, you know, I guess what, what I'm imagining here, or what, what I'm perceiving, these sense impressions are something real, but I, I, I'll never know. So, so. <laughs> On on that level, you know, the psychedelic experiences are just as real as 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 anything else. Um, and I'll tell you, I'll tell you this weird and disgusting dream I had um, about a week ago. So, I'm in I'm in my hometown. I'm in Lawn, and uh, I'm there with uh, my my buddy Dan, and uh, his dad is tell- actually talking about um, high school, and I'm saying how. High school is kind of like structured like a prison, like it's based on this Prussian system, and and uh, Puig is like, well, look, uh, I don't care if it's based on a on a prison system, like just harden up. It was, it's probably not something you'd say in real life, but <laughs> you know, yeah, dream that, dream that rules. Was the, that was the idea within yeah, within the dream. Yep, yep. Um, and I was like, whatever, whatever. Um, so we go off and and we're we're taking a walk down the down the street around my suburb, um, and uh, I I pull out three meat pies and I give one of them to Dan, um, and he starts eating it and we keep, we keep walking and then um, I have this memory of of me um, ejaculating on the pie before I gave it to Dan and I was like what the fuck why. Why would I do that? That's how he likes <laughs> that... it. <laughs> right. Everybody has their own taste. Um, <laughs> and so, um, so I was like, I was very confused about it. Uh, uh, and I said that, that hang on, that can't be right. And I, and I said, I've read about these perverts in the news, like jizzing on biscuits and stuff, giving them to students. That's disgusting. Now I am yes. one of those perverts. What the what the hell? Yeah. Um, but then I thought, hang on a second, there wasn't any time for that to happen uh, between me leaving uh, Paul's house, Puig's house, and and uh, walking up the street. That didn't actually happen. Um, that was a false memory impression, uh, which somehow snuck into my brain, and. it it was weird because i realized that i realized i was experiencing these false memories but at the same time i had no idea that i was in a dream so uh, that's like a tip-off for me next time (laughs) when when a false memory impression sneaks in i have to think um maybe maybe this isn't normal reality anyway so so the other thing is um (laughs) <laughs> and that's just good um, practice to be to be questioning reality dreams i mean if you're doing right. that all the time that's just that's just solid right right so it's you know that that's what you probably call a, a, a layer zero lucid dream where you're aware to some extent um that something's not quite right but it doesn't click with you then it's a dream um so let's see so the next point is um, ideas or the size the size of your ideas or the size of your mind determine the size of your reality um, Ooh, that's a so, good one yeah yeah so 
for example, classic example, um, like I'm sure you know a lot of these people living in a small town in, in New South Wales. Um, people have a small town mindset and they haven't been exposed to, to a lot of ideas um, and they maintain their, their small town mindset. But if someone just by chance has a has a mind you know maybe they read some books and they get they get their their uh old thinker um coming up with with something from their imagination um and they say well hang on you know there's more to the world and they leave you know like both of us did they leave the small town they go to another uh, another city and then they they start to consume more ideas and their their mind starts to get bigger and bigger um so um the the other way I like to put it is um maybe it's like left foot right foot like ideas and mind or or mind and mind is the left foot and reality is the right foot so your your mind gets a little bigger then your then your reality gets a little bigger then because your reality got a little bigger you can see that little extra bit of uh that extra idea then you can you know to follow that where it goes and it and and you keep having this this bigger and bigger reality. Yep. So, um, yeah, I mean, we like to have this this reality that spans towns, cities, uh, countries, and perhaps even realities, universes. Um, why not? Uh, and if I can somehow. Either you know get something to bubble up from my subconscious, or get get something to beam in from somewhere else. Um, I I don't think that I can escape the idea, the conclusion that mm. that is going to make my perception of reality more complete, or to put it another way, my reality bigger. Yeah, this idea you've had for a while, because I know we've we spoke about it before. Um, mm. Just within within travels and experiencing that that shift between uh, leaving hometown, coming back to hometown, catching up with old friends, and going, uh, there is a big jump here between the conversation where I'm at, where they're at. I mean, no one's mm -hmm. better. Individuals were the same. Uh, one is one, but there's like just a big shift in interest. I think. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I could I could pretty jump back 15 years comfortably and say you know we've been we've been talking these sort of ideas yeah that, well, we that's met a, in, when did we meet about 2007 i think that was <laughs> i mean okay um really i yeah. don't know just uh, <laughs> i feel like it was earlier than two, that but, 2007 to 2006 okay yeah. all right um well i mean even, even if you say yeah. 10 years i mean this, yep. this is back back we're knocking on doors and yeah. I, I recall very clearly a day that that I'm sitting in my car, like I I just got sick of um of doing. I, I, maybe I finished, maybe I finished my street or whatever. Like you know, let's say we finish at seven, it might have been a quarter to seven. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go. And um, I've, I've been trying this weird thing I came across. It's called meditation. Just you know, you sit mm -hmm. quietly, you close your eyes, and you just focus on your breathing. You know, weirdos do it. Um, hmm. so, you know, this is like 10 years ago. So I'm going to, I'm going to just try it and see if I can, I can just calm myself and see what happens. I don't know. People seem to get benefit out of it. So I'll play with hmm. it. And I've, I was just sitting in my car. The windows were down maybe half inch 
and I'm just listening to myself breathing. My eyes are closed. I can hear the faint cars on the on the main road, the next block up, just cruising back and forward. And in that moment, I'm I'm fully aware, fully conscious of this big black room that I'm in, and it's just the blackness behind my eyelids. And the thought dropped to my head. If you're in this black room, how big is it? It it blew my mind. How big is the black room behind my eyelids? Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, well, let, let's start traveling around here. And um, and then, then you knocked on the window. I was like, where does, <laughs> where does he go? Like, what, what are you doing? You meditate? What, what is that? And uh, and I didn't realize at that point that you were you were on a similar path, you know, with exploring ideas and exploring consciousness and you know into like alternative stuff. This is like early days in the in the friendship, um, yeah. and you were in- interested in what in what the hell Aaron was doing. But since that day, <laughs> I realized the brain is like this infinite, vast world within itself, and you can build it. I mean, you can start putting walls up inside that black room. You can, you know, you can turn the lights on in you if you want, but you need to like control that somehow. So what do you want to build inside your mind? Like what are things you want to like construct and say, yes, for me, this is solid. This is real. Build a room around it and then open the door and walk outside in the blackness again and go, okay, that's one room in one possible huge city that I'm going to create of ideas in my mind, join them together, build streets, transport, whatever. Like construct mm. a way of thinking about thinking. Um, mm. So that, I mean, that just came to me then about, you know, the way that I actually try and think. But when you start questioning dreams in dream space, like in that, I, I don't know what that wave or what that frequency of your mind is. And you're automatically going, wait a minute, did that really happen? There's no time between A and B and I don't know. And then you start applying that to real life. Um, some really weird things start to happen. And you, you begin to question things like, you know what? There's no one here to witness what I'm witnessing. Um, I didn't check the time before I walked into this room. And I don't know what's on the other side of that door. So if I'm to use my, my brain city that I've created of ideas and thought, behind that door could be anything. Don't think too hard because you might create something. <laughs> and then you open the door and it's just a, a closet or it's just the door to outside and you go, well, of course, I'm still I'm still Aaron. I'm still in this year. I'm still in this country time zone, whatever. But then you start applying it to things like you, you find a, a tin that's got no label on it and you don't know how long it's been there for. And it's in, it's in a kitchen that's not even your kitchen. And you're like, I'm going to open this can and I'm going to eat whatever's in it. What could it be? And of course, I mean, you're thinking it could be like mashed peas or beans or, you know, I don't know, sliced pineapple. You know, you have all these ideas, but if you don't open it, can you be satisfied knowing that you'd never know what's in it? <laughs> right. Well, this is, uh, I think this is kind of like the the idea from the Tao Te Ching where, where he writes uh, the the perfect music is silence because silence has the the uh, the, the possibility of any note um, lovely but you know why why make a single sound when when uh, all of the possibilities are there <laughs> yeah 
So I, I play with this. I put I put my hand on, on Joanna's belly and I say, boy or girl, twins or single unit? I don't I don't know. It could be anything. <laughs> you don't know you know what I mean? I, I got no idea who this next person's gonna be and you know what their journey's gonna call them to do. Mm. And and I think uh, I think you know what if I can create what's on the other side of that door what would be the ultimate choice and be conscious of what you're asking, you know, the huge machine to give you, what could I be gifted that be <laughs> ultimate? I'm thinking twin girls would be pretty cool. I mean, if, yeah. if you got, if you're, you know, if your wife's expecting and you find out you got twin girls on the way, that's like jackpot, right? <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll be cool, whatever. You know what I mean? First son, that'd be mad. Um, a girl, that's cool too. You know, I'm, I'm all about equal opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's all good, <laughs> but what would be jackpot? And then just to just to put it out, like a thought. You know, that's that's what I. If I could choose, what would you choose? And then, uh, I mean, this is just one example. I mean, you know, you leave your front door of your house every day. What sort of day are you choosing? And are you choosing it or are you willing to accept whatever? I don't want to accept whatever anymore. I want to choose everything. So it's just, just a thought. Just put it out there. I'm not saying you're going to get what you want, but just think about what you would like and then going, yeah, that would be cool. And then see what happens. Mm. <laughs> and then take it as it comes. When it, yeah. Well, <laughs> that, that, that's kind of what you do when you... When you throw down peyote, it's like, you know, it'd be, it'd be mad to meet aliens, but, you know, whatever. Wait, yeah. <laughs> Roll the dice. <laughs> cool. Uh, shall, we, shall we cap it off there? Yeah. Yeah. What's the ending? What's the moral of the story? Uh, the, the moral of the story is, um, I don't know. But... <laughs> I don't know. I think I think the moral of the story is um it's like um well, it's for me, but it's not it's not necessarily for anybody else. The mo- the moral is you know, we have we have the opportunity to 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 push things to the limit. So I'm, I might I might well do that. <laughs> and see where see where this strange path leads. Yeah, that's that's very cool. Yeah, I'm looking forward to to hearing um, to hearing you say, you know what, the path never ends, and I'm and I'm I'm good right here. But I think that's for old people. Like I think <laughs> if you keep running, then you stay young. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, I don't think. Uh, I mean, like. Um, yeah, on my on my deathbed, I'll probably if if that day ever comes, I'll probably be like, okay, next trip. <laughs> yeah, I'm preparing yeah. for the next one. Awesome. Know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, cool. That's it. And that's a wrap. Another emergency episode of the Paradise Paradox, episode 138. Psychedelics forever, because when you feel like you've had enough, take more. When you feel like you feel good, take more. When you feel like you're starting to get the effect, take more. 
when you don't feel so good, when you feel bad, take more. And when you wake up late and you run in to work and you know you're not going to make it and you're manifesting traffic, you probably should just close your eyes and take more. So, show notes. Go to the www.theparadiseparadox.com forward slash 138. It's been episode 138. Um, if you're not after show notes, you go there anyway because we always throw in a few related links and uh, episodes that kind of cross over some of the uh, the bits and pieces, the themes and the ideas that we include in these eps. Uh, thanks again to everyone that's donated. We truly appreciate it. It's it's lovely. It's value. It keeps us going. Um, don't forget to be free. Be generous. Be love and be yourself. Peace.